0: I, uh, by Joe Nichols, we weren't big fans of. I'm actually wearing my nothing more shirt this morning. There you go. Represent. I, uh, dude, I'm feeling fresh and revived today. Why is that? Well, so, all right. I had some scheduled maintenance schedule for the car, right? So, okay. so I dropped it off over at Wakeham Honda yesterday. And so then Craig Wakeham was like, dude, I'm going to come down. I'll meet you. You know, we'll go grab some lunch.
1: All right, cool. It's got to be nice, man. Rubbing elbows with Craig Wakeham right there. That's nice. I keep getting him to try to follow me on Twitter. He refuses to do it, dude. I keep tweeting at him. I keep favoring right? stuff. I'm like, Craig Wakeham, pay attention to me, bro. And he, he refuses to do it. Dude, here's what's
0: crazy about that. <laughs> I sat there. He took me to Gyro Delight yesterday. Okay. Right down the street from uh, the dealerships. It was actually really good. Okay. And uh, we were sitting there, and he spent the entire lunch giving me a list of, like, dude, all these dudes have great calves insight on Twitter. You were nowhere on the list. Nowhere on the list, dude. I'm telling you. Nowhere I keep trying. I'm
1: like, Craig, please pay attention to me. All right,
0: I'll get that done. Okay. I'll get that done. <laughs> no, it is, it is nice rubbing elbows with him. Because I can tell you this. When he walks into the dealership and meets you, everybody else is like, oh, who's Ooh. that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those. Yeah. But, dude, he hooked me up with a 2018 Ford F-150 truck to drive while they're detailing my car. That's Okay. They're, you know, they're going to have my car a few days, get it all like, clean and detailed out. Plus, I'm doing some minor service stuff as well. And so, dude, I got this new Ford F-150 I'm driving, and... See, dude, these car dealers, they're slick. They know what they're doing.
1: (laughs) They do. Right? They've they've got an idea of what they're doing.
0: He's like, I'll give you something to drive. And I know what the hook is now because now I got the truck and now I don't want to give it back. Now I want the truck. And now I'm going to be like, well, dude, how do I trade in the Honda and get into the truck?
1: I mean, let's talk about the truck here for a minute because I saw pictures of it yesterday on social media here. Um, What's the
0: rundown? What is it here? What's the story? I have a, uh, so apparently they gave me the 2018 F-150 Sport and it is, dude, it's snazzy. Man, I'm, dude, it looks sharp. It's snazzy. Now, here's the thing. Now, I haven't driven it a ton yet because I got it early yesterday afternoon, and then I went out and I did a, a little afternoon uh, bar session, and I was like, well, let's leave the truck at home. Yeah,
1: probably a good call I, uh, right
0: there. I, I went with the walking and the Uber for <laughs> that portion. Probably a good call that right portion there. portion of the day. And then I drove it to work this morning. But, dude, I, I kinda, I've never owned a pickup truck. But I, you know what I mean? My friends have, and I've, I've, I've driven them enough times. Dude, sitting up high in the truck's kind of nice. Oh, no question nice. about it,
1: dude. I mean, especially like, like, like newer trucks, man. I mean, they're just, they're, they're luxurious. They're still nice. And like, they're so roomy on the inside. Yeah. You look at trucks, and like, I'm sure that you've got plenty of like room in there. Is there a second row behind you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, listen, I'm not like, you know, like, like the most macho masculine dude on the face of the not planet. Even close. Not even remotely close. But dude, driving trucks, there is something badass.
0: Dude, I'm kicking, kicking I'm kicking the dust up. Kicking the dust up. I'm kicking the dust up. I'm absolutely kicking the dust up. And dude, it's I, apparently it's easier than ever to kick the dust up because Wacom's doing truck for a buck. Dude, you go up there with a dollar and they'll put you in a new truck. Now, you're gonna. There's probably gonna be some other payment. <laughs> I was gonna say there's something else that happens here. But uh, dude, apparently you can lease that truck I got for three twenty nine with a dollar down.
1: It's pretty good, dude. Like, are you th- are you like really rolling this idea around in your
0: head now? <sighs> I don't know. I no, no, probably not. Okay. No, I I mean if I'm being legitimately honest, no. I I love my car. I I you know what I mean? I got a really good deal on my car. I like Hondas, but I like trucks. I told him yesterday I was like, "I know what this is, dude." Yeah. He was like, "No, nah, man." He's like, "I'm just saying. Mm. and I it was like Craig, I kind of want a truck. He's like, Yeah, I know. It made me want
1: one, dude. I mean, just seeing you have it, I was like, Oh, dude, look at that. What I do all I don't know nothing. I don't <laughs> know what I would
0: do though, because they have a Wakem's got a Nissan dealership too, right? And they dude the Nissan Titan's a pretty nice truck, right? You know what I mean? So they sell those too. That's the that's the thing is like if I was if I was legitimately going to switch from a car to a truck, I would it would take me a little. While. I would have to go up there and be like, dude, let me drive like seven of these things and find out what what I really want. But that F one fifty is really really nice, dude. It is. If you're into trucks. That's a nice, nice truck. So I did something last night. What'd you do? That that I feel like listeners had tell, been telling me for a while. I needed to do because apparently, it, like they, they're taking away things and going, dude, you're angry. Okay, right. So everybody would like, in my DMs was like, dude, you should probably get laid.
1: Jesus, dude. Have they not listened to the show for the past four years? I mean, don't get me wrong. The past four months have been something. But, dude, three years ago, it was a way different story. So
0: like... I went out and I had the sex last night. Okay. I'm And I'm happy about it. Good. I am happy about it. Good. Of course. I don't feel any less rage-filled today, though. <laughs> I feel like that's such a lie. Like, oh, he's tense and screaming. Well, I mean, maybe it's a lack of sex that's making him angry. And it's like, I woke up this morning. and I was like, yeah, I'm happy that went down. I had a ton of fun last night. Right and i enjoyed her company but like i don't feel any like i don't feel any different this morning well
1: you know I, it, maybe not a uh, maybe not a in the moment difference but hopefully big picture you know you feel a little looser walking a little you know taller yeah. feeling feeling like life's going yeah. your way um what, what was the story here was this a usual suspect or was this a new conquest
0: well know, i had felt like i had no no no, no. Okay. i had felt like i not really either um this is somebody i have been out with uh, you know a handful of times before okay and it was a situation where i did kind of just call and say hey um this might have to be a thing okay and what are you doing on tuesday and she was like oh yeah she's like will well, t- we can totally make that happen
1: that tuesday booty call right yeah, that's, there yeah, dude that essentially tuesday booty call yeah right it's always it all right
0: um was
1: uh was was this a was there any awkwardness at the departure i mean no. like no so this was she she was well aware of what the situation was oh yeah okay And it was well done, good
0: enough. And it was agreed upon that probably you know we should make again like we're you know what I mean like. But again, everybody knows what what the deal is.
1: Scheduled maintenance on the automobile. Scheduled maintenance on the driver. I did. I did a whole maintenance (laughs) day. Whole maintenance day That's where
0: I take care of the business. How about you, buddy? What's going on with you?
1: Ah, dude, I wish I had something as exciting. I did not get laid last night, and for no reason other than I think I fell asleep too early. And uh, no, dude. dude, I I,
0: I side note, yeah, shut the blinds in the living room. Yeah. To, that, to, dude, dude, the, dude the homeless guy walking down my street was like, whoa, <laughs> look
2: at
0: that. Yeah. We are going to get you guys hooked up with $1,000 every single hour on the program. Your first one right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to
3: 200-200. Rock 1069. Station. Rock
0: 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Show. we on Rock 1069. Online for you, wrqk.com. Have tickets for the Honor Friday Championships reaching the summit. Operation reaching the summit. That's this Saturday. Summit County Fairgrounds. We'll get you in. We're both going to be there as well. It's going to be awesome. And Josh Rock and Roller. He'll be there. No, oh, of course he will be. I swear to God, if I don't get a picture with Josh Rock and Roller, <laughs> this whole week's for naught and Josh Rockin' There it is. (laughs) is. Um, I got a couple of different things I want to get into right here. This I just saw, like literally just saw two seconds ago. Um, Probably going to be my least favorite tweet of the morning from Catherine Devaney, who apparently is an Australian comedy writer and stand-up comedian. Um, where she tweets, why do people in the armed forces use the word serve to describe their work despite it being no more dangerous or prone to upheaval than many other jobs? It's just a job and just work. Throw the term serve in the bin. It's part of the fetishization of war and violence. Yikes, I disagree with that sentiment. I believe that that job is definitely more prone to upheaval than my job, for sure it is. And I do believe it's serving this country and that you are doing something selfless and, and throwing yourself into something in the service of other people. And then I think that that's totally fine. I think if you want to talk about the fetishization of war and violence, then let's stop athletes from saying they're going to battle while putting on a helmet to go play football. Like That would be making a fetish out of war and violence. That would be that. But I'm not about to tell soldiers, men and women, serving the country that... That's not service. That to me is a little disrespectful. I mean she has the right to say what she wants, but I have the right to think it's idiotic. And that's where I'm at on that. I do have a um I have an ethical problem. Okay. And again, I was this was thrusted on me this morning.
1: <laughs> Just things that thrust it all
0: over on Sainsbury, okay. All over it. <laughs> okay. And this woman sent me a message And apparently, we know uh, some of the same people. Okay. 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 And Now, do you
1: know this woman previously or no? No. You do not know this woman previously.
0: but I got to be careful here because I don't want to give it away on who this person is, uh, who she's looking for. Okay. okay?
1: Geez, looking for somebody. We got a manhunt going on right here.
0: So somebody reached out to her and said, hey, I think that you might be able to help me get to the end of this road. Essentially what has happened here is a young person reached out to her and said, Do you know so-and-so? I'm pretty sure it's my biological father. Whoa. So she hit up me. Whoa. I'm not the person that is being looked for. Okay. Okay. But I do know this person. Whoa. And it's not a mistake. Like, I know this person. Okay. Not just like, oh, yeah, I've met him. Like, I know this person. Okay. 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 And so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She's like, apparently this kid's reaching out to me thinking that I would be able to help him, but I think you'd be better suit to help him. He just is looking for his biological father, doesn't know what to do, and I now have no idea What to do? Wow.
1: So this is a young man looking for his biology. I believe so. We're saying here, okay?
0: Yeah. (sighs) I'm terrified.
1: Yeah, dude. This is a heavy dude. This is a can of worms that just got opened up on
0: because I don't know what to do. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I mean, if the kid's reaching out and making effort, sooner or later, you pull on enough strings, you're going to find where you're going, right? And so I don't want to be guilty of well, why didn't you tell me? If you knew three months ago, why didn't you tell me this?
1: Right, right, right. right. You're saying your buddy saying this yes, to you, the guy yes, that you yes. know. Okay. Um, now, I, I, I guess I don't know who this individual is, this man that you know is, but like, at least give me some sort of a rundown. Does this guy have his life together? Is this guy going to respond well to this? Is this guy going to be open to this? Is this guy the kind of guy that that has a kid that he doesn't know about? You know what I'm saying?
0: All right. Let me answer that in multiple forms. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Has his life together in the sense that he's married with kids or a kid, married with a kid. Okay. okay? So he's not, you know what I mean? Like flying out there in the wind. Right. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got his life together on, on that end, but do I absolutely see this as a person who probably slung the D around a little too freely back in the day and that that this is good. Absolutely. 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 And again, I can't give you everything. Otherwise, it's going to make it way too. But there's another piece of information inside her original message to me that tells me that they know that they that that they know for sure it is him. So,
1: I mean, like all the evidence is adding up, like all of the
0: what little uh... evidence I have is pointing to this is a real situation. It is going to be it's going to end up being him. And I don't know what to do. So my cowardly first thought is: <laughs> this is my cowardly first thought. What is that? Is to screen? Is to say nothing to her, and discuss it openly on the air and pretend <laughs> I didn't hear about it, like an idiot, like I guess, like a moron. I bet she won't know I read the message. Um, but is to say nothing to her. Screenshot her message. Send it to said biological father person and say, what do I do here, dude? What do you want? What do you want me to do here? (sighs) Because, dude, this is going to upset the apple cart. Of
1: course, dude. Of course. If you you say that this guy is married with children right now. His wife
0: is going to freak out. I know her. See,
1: dude, now, before we even get to the end of this, dude, this is one of the great fears, I think, of every man, right? I mean, like, at the, you you can say that, well, this guy slanged his D around enough to make him an obvious, you know, target. A target, but, like, we've all done it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, none of us can, like, look at our sexual histories and just be like, nope, everything was by the books perfect. Okay. Dude, it's, it's, what, it's, a, it's a constant fear.
0: Well, all right, let's play this game, you and I, then. Okay? And then we'll get back to this. Okay. Let's play this game. Okay. What do you think is more likely to ha- have happened to you? Do you believe that it is more possible that you A have a sexually transmitted disease that does not show up in men or show signs of it? Or B, is it more likely that you have you have a kid out there yeah. floating around? I
1: don't want either of those. Six things to five to be and thick 'em, right? Um, but I guess if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go with the STD that really doesn't matter. I mean, because here's the thing. Is, 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 is I mean, a
0: ton is, of people have that.
1: As we talk about like ourselves as like, you know, well, I, I, you wouldn't want to have to deal with that because it is going to upset the apple cart. But we're not looking at it from the perspective of this kid. I mean, this kid has a right to know who his father is. And just because, you know, yeah. your buddy, just because this dude was irresponsible back in the day and didn't necessarily step up to the plate or maybe he wasn't even given the opportunity to Whatever the circumstances were, this kid deserves to know his biological father. This kid deserves that. So, like, yes, from my perspective of looking at it from your buddy, like, yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't want to know what I want to do here. But this, I mean, it's not his fault. It's not this young man's fault that that, that this is what he's looking for.
0: No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Dude,
1: this is such a heavy thing, man. I don't know what to do. I don't know either.
0: I feel like. My cowardly first thoughts—the way to go, though, right? Because like I can't speak on behalf of him to somebody else.
1: No, you shouldn't. What I'm gonna say about that is—is like, and I guess you have to wait and see what how he responds until before you. But if he responds with like, "Well, dude, no, that's nothing. That's shut up. No, we're just gonna bury our heads in the sand over this." Now I gotta think
0: differently about my buddy. Now
1: you gotta think differently about your buddy, and you have to. I mean, like I said, you kind of have to think about that kid. Like, I I I know it's easy to be like, "Well," but it's not his fault. That kid did nothing. Nothing wrong.
0: No, he didn't. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. His mom was out there sleeping with dudes she shouldn't have been sleeping with. Well, and, you
1: know, and his dad was out there raw dog and chicks that he shouldn't have been. So, like, ah, what do I do here? I don't know, man. I wish I could give you the definitive answer of, like, here's what you should do, but I, I don't know what you should do.
0: I'm like, I'm stuck. I, like, very rarely do do I find myself in the, I have no idea what to do, Bill.
1: No, at the end of the day, I think just like every other thing, it, 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 some like the best disinfectant coming true with what you know and like yeah. the facts of what you know is probably the thing that's going to get you in the least amount of trouble. It's not your kid. It's not your penis. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't your issue. But you know what oof. they
0: say about sunlight being the best disinfectant though. does like, that? Say for the cold, not the plague. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and that like, it's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like when I read that because I read it this morning. Like legitimately, Man. I came into work. I opened up my social media platforms and there was like this message and I was like, Oh, that's weird. I wonder who this is. And I read it and she was like, Hey, um, what about can you lead us down this path to help us? I don't really know this person, but I'm from what I understand, you do. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. This sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want to be this person no. at all. No. Like, dude, I feel like calling every dude I know today. Be like, wrap that thing up, bro. I got, <laughs> dude, I got shows to do. I got tickets to give out. I don't have time to be Maury Povich in it for you in the middle of the afternoon. God like what am I the sleuth now? Like I'm 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 the semen sleuth. I got to get out there and like find out where all where the trail goes. I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't need this guy. Co- Dude this is why I didn't have the children because I don't want the responsibility. I am terrified right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to tell you,
0: man. I don't. So, am I, I do you feel like I have like I'm on it though? Like screenshot the message and then reevaluate. Send to him mm-hmm. and be like, "Dude, tell me what to do." Mhm.
1: It's all, it's all you can do, and hopefully he steps up and takes responsibility of this, and this is no longer your problem.
0: Oh, see, I know who he is, though. <laughs> like, I know who he is, though. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I don't think it goes that way at all. I don't. I really don't. Okay, all right. That's, uh, we, will, uh, we will father no more children. We, we, we will not do that, but we will continue the Sandsbury Show next on Rock 106.9.
3: We boys brought
0: popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Cavs play again tonight. Uh, The series now shifts back to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Tied up two apiece. It would be interesting if uh, LeBron and company can get that win.
1: Home court, so fingers crossed. And, I mean, it's down to a three-game series. So, time to stop effing around, just win.
0: I agree. pull that one out I think they probably win tonight I do too I think they probably win tonight obviously draft tomorrow we're trying to line munch up for tomorrow dude is this is gonna be our fifth NFL
1: season you know what I'm saying like I always use the NFL season as the barometer like the mark the the, the the you know the benchmarks along the way of like how long we've been together and dude this is gonna be our fifth NFL season
0: it's crazy uh, I know first show was June 4th 2014. That much I know. Facebook and Instagram always reminds me of that. Um, with the memories and the like. So that's when that was. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It does. It feels sometimes shorter and then other times way longer yeah. than that. And not for bad reasons. It just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've worked here forever now. Which is good. I like this shop. So I got sucked into this thing on Facebook where... Um like every day you pick an album and you're like, "I like this record and like you gotta tell people why and um yesterday was day four, and I threw what i what I guess some people thought was a curveball, and I'm surprised I guess maybe not everybody listens as as closely as I wish that you would, but I picked Purple rain by Prince and people were surprised there were people who were like shocked by that and I don't and I can't for the life of me figure out why. 1984, so right smack dab in the middle of my childhood, Um, I feel as if you could sum most decades up by by showing a picture of three artists and saying, yeah, that was that decade. And if you ask me, the 80s was Michael Jackson, Prince, and Madonna. You show people those three photos and be like, dude, this was the 1980s, and you're good. And, dude, Purple Rain was nine songs long, and five of them were awesome. Like, awesome. And those are just like the actual hits. I think what's most impressive about Purple Rain to me is that it's so good and Prince was so good that songs on it like Take Me With You would have been smash hits for anybody else. But when you're the guy who can write When Doves Cry and I Would Die For You, then even songs that you have that are amazing kind of get overlooked. Take Me With You would have been my favorite song off that record by anybody else, for sure. That song was so good, but it never even gets played. Because of how big some of these other songs were. What the hell's wrong with Purple Rain? And I even, and I wrote this yesterday, too. And those of you that have done it know how true it is. But if you've ever shut down the bars and went and did an after-hours party at a stripper's house, you understand how important Purple Rain is. Like, you get it. I don't live this way anymore. Okay? But to... Dude, anytime kinky sex and cocaine was around, it was Prince, dude, it was Prince, dude. I love Iron Maiden. And tomorrow the record, or today actually, the record will probably be peace of mind by Iron Maiden. I love them, they're one of my favorite bands ever. But dude, when kinky sex is going on at four o'clock in the morning and wild drugs are happening and you're doing things in your life where you're like, I probably shouldn't be doing this but I'm still young enough for it to be fun. That's Purple Rain, dog. Bruce Dickinson doesn't do that for you. That chick doesn't want to hear that. She doesn't want to hear Die with her boots on. She wants to hear a, you know, let's go crazy. That's what she wants.
1: This is a good song.
0: You need records like that. You just do. There's something about Prince and warm weather It's like, let's do bad things Let's um, do
1: it Well, you know, as Prince just died of, of of an overdose there I guess, you know, a lot of people were surprised by that Where it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it And it's like, mm. don't get me wrong I understand that that was a part of his shtick Was that, you know, he wasn't, you know, as druggy as other artists of that era um, But, come on guys, come like, on. Come, on. come
0: on He was obviously doing drugs It's just the way it is but that record was so good. And I also say I've always said that I feel like Prince is a wildly underrated guitar player. And it's because he doesn't make guitar he's not his yeah. music doesn't isn't perceived as guitar driven. But he's a fantastic guitar player. And that record is so good. And I know people were jumping on me like you picked it cuz he died. Cuz I also picked a Tom Petty record. I'm also there's going to be a band from There's going to be a record from a band who also had a lead singer die this year, and people are going to think that's why I picked it, and it's not. Well, I mean,
1: not to, like, add up numbers on you here, but, like, dude, you're in your 40s. So, like, yeah, your musical idols are going to start dying because they're in their 60s, and they've lived very hard lifestyles. So, like, it makes 100% sense of, like you said, like, this record came out in the middle of your childhood. So, like, no, that, that those numbers all add up for me. I mean, I think,
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure I was eight years old when Purple Rain came.
1: And you got to remember, too, um, albums like this, especially back then lasted a whole hell of a lot longer. Oh, two years. Where people, oh, two years minimum, dude. I think two years before they're even really where they were of, like, hits. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, yeah. Things, things just took longer to simmer. Things took longer to happen back then. And, like, I think for, for, like like, movies back then, where, like, you would still be watching a movie five years after its release. And, like, it was like, you know... An essential movie to watch. Oh, Breakfast Club was a movie you watch every right, year. Right, 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 every right, year. right. So, like, it, it wasn't, everything wasn't as
0: disposable as it is now. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was. And it's just, I, it cannot be overstated. Like, how, when I have found myself in the middle of the night in situations where I'm just like, dude, I don't know if this is healthy decision making, but it sure feels fun. Prince was part of that. Iron Maiden doesn't do that. Prince drops panties, Iron Maiden does not. That just I mean it's just it's the facts of life. So I feel like Prince definitely has to get his due. He was uh, that album was excellent. And again, Take Me With You, I feel like would have been a smash hit for any other artist. And it's an overlooked song on Purple Rain because of how good it is. I was just telling somebody actually yesterday, a huge Prince fan. She has Prince tattoos for everything. That actually I know I've seen the movie but not it's like the wall for me. Where I've seen yeah. it a thousand times and I've never seen it once. It's like, that's that movie for me. It's been on a thousand times in the background. I've never really watched it. Not since I was like a kid and then when I didn't understand why everybody was all upset about Purple Rain. I actually should watch it as an adult and see if it holds up or if it's any good. I mean, more Day is always good. But I love that record. I, can't, I was surprised I was getting as much pushback on that as I did. You're shot at $1,000 and one of the worst prom proposals you've ever seen in your life. Next on Rock 1069. The
3: Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love, it. I love it. Rock 1069.
0: 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Have another shot of the $1,000 for you momentarily is when you'll get your next keyword on that. I could use $1,000 right now. Yeah. Of course, man. It'd be kind of nice. I think anyone could. I saw this yesterday and. I just I can't believe that this still happens in the day and age of having seen other people in photos that they shouldn't have been taking holding things or saying things or doing things that you've seen other people's lives uprooted and made to be face consequences over this why you would willingly walk into this some of you may have seen this maybe some of you haven't I believe Florida is where this happened Where a young kid took to like social media, I believe, to be asking this young girl out to prom. Which has really become quite
1: a deal nowadays. Prom proposals? Like, proposals. yeah. yeah. Gosh, dude. proposals. Yeah. My, like,
0: yeah. We, I, I'm, we, we've had to make a word.
1: Yeah. I, I, I understand that, like, you know, things change. And obviously, you know, kids are going to use, you know, the resources in front of them, social media, and they're going to try to make videos and do stuff like that. And I guess it's just like one upsmanship because it's like, well, he did this and I want to do that. But like,
0: I don't know. Just ask the girl if she wants to go to prom, right? So he's holding this sign that says, if I was black, I'd be picking cotton but I'm white. Whoa, whoa, so I'm picking you whoa for prom Then and then there's a question mark. It's also wearing a little golf gear. This kid's not helping me i uh i just i don't Jeez, I don't understand that and and I'll be honest with you, the first thought I had was this that if this was my kid, I would have beat him silly when he got home, and then I thought. Well, if that's the way my household runs, then my kid's probably not the one out there holding this sign, right? That's, that's the simple logic, that if you're the kind of person who feels like this is awful, you're probably raising your kids and they don't do this. But then I thought about it. It's like, no, not really, because I, I had very good parents, very decent parents, very involved in my life parents. And yet I still did awful things. I still said awful things. And sometimes it's a, you're a kid, you're pushing the boundaries. Now, I'm not making excuses for this because there is no excuse for this. It's despicable. It's awful. And like I said, even just self-preservation alone, how many kids across the country you got to see get in trouble for stuff like this where you feel like you're not going to be the next viral star? Or is that what you wanted?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's obviously a lot of different things going on here. I I definitely think that, you know... Kids are going to push boundaries, and I think we'd all be liars to say we haven't used taboo things to push boundaries with. You know what I mean? I'd be like, a liar if I said that uh, about uh, me. Of course, yes. of course. And you know, there is something to be said about you're young; you don't necessarily understand the consequence of of the words you're saying. And maybe there is a little bit of your parents needed to do a better job of of putting that in you. But at the same time, you're right; those parents could have done an excellent job of it. And still, sometimes kids are just going to push boundaries. Um, for sure. And it, but it's also worth noting though, that like you could be a fantastic parent primarily and still be okay with racism. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And even if you're not a direct racist, like saying like, oh yeah, do you know what we need to do is hang all black people? You could still be giving those subconscious clues to your kid where it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. You know, and and, you know, and once your kid gets that message, it's not surprising to think like, hey, if it's not that big of a deal, I
0: can push I can push things a little bit further. Oh, and that happens as simply as this, honey, another African-American couple just moved in. We should probably think about selling our house. It could happen as simply as that. Oh, I would, not, s- I would say even simpler. I w- mean, where your kids then pick up the cues of, oh, something to be feared, something not to be near, something that I should be away from. And like, you may not even think about that. You just think, oh, they're eating chicken nuggets. They're not even listening to us. But I, I think it could be picked up as easily as that.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, your kids, from when, they're, from when they're babies until when they're teenagers, they're picking things up from you and emulating you. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they, they become who they saw. So, like, yeah, there's, there's definitely little subconscious things that you do, like I said, that aren't directly making you like the Superman of racism, that aren't like... Because I think that's part of the problem, too, is so many people look at things and are like, well, I can't be racist. I watch an NFL game. There's black dudes. Out there, I can't be racist, dude. I ate Chinese food yesterday. If I was really racist, I wouldn't be doing those things. And it's like, well, the the, the
0: justifications people make in their mind about racism is 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 pretty funny. It's like I I tell people all the time, like, because you know, a lot of the times you'll hear white people go to the, well, I have a black friend. Like you'll hear that. And I told this story once before. This is how racism can really happen, even if you're willing to you know, civilize or like, you know what I mean? Socialize with, you know, everyone. I once did a radio promotion where I had to like pick you up in an RV and take you to, and I believe it was a Kid Rock show. Nice, right? Nice. Dude, that sounds like a good time. So like I had to pick up the camper, and then I dro- I came and picked you up at your house and all your buddies, and then I drove you to the venue, and we actually parked the camper up on the lawn of the the Kid Rock show.
1: Could we do that? Is that a possibility? Do you still know the camper, the Kid no, Rock? Dude, Can we I, do that? Can we make that happen?
0: I, I, w- I was I was facing <laughs> vehicular homicide for minimum wage. I don't ever want to do that ever again. It was awful. Having to drive that thing through Blossom and get it up on the hill was awful. It was a cool event and like the listeners loved it. But I picked the guy up that day and he's got like a Mexican wife and he's got a white power patch on his shirt. And I was just like, see, this is how this can happen. Because you'll hear people say that. Well, I've slept with you know what I mean, black people. I'm obviously not racist. It's like yes, you you still can be. There's some people would make the argument that honestly, you are willing to sleep with people that you feel like are less than because you're using sex as power. Oh, once we start,
1: once we start putting sex involved into this equation, because there's something about like. You know, you can point to uh, you know all these different examples of racism in the country right now. And interracial porn is just through the roof, dude. That's all people are watching. So I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird line there when it comes to banging people and what you think about. Them I'd and, like, like you to
0: show us your math on that. Like, how the hell do you know that, uh,
1: dude? I w- during a commercial break, dude. I will. You know me. I will Google. I will Google research it. I want to um, know how we got there. Here's a part of the problem, though, is that like you know, at the end of the day, do I understand people's frustration when they're like, well. Pff, I'm not a racist, everyone keeps calling me a racist like no, nobody wants to be called that thing but to to play the race card too much where it's like hey everything is racist is a problem but also people who are on the flip side of that saying well like no, racism doesn't even exist no, anymore that's, crazy. that's equally as that's crazy. crazy I mean like that at the end of the day is like that's the problem, by you denying it that's what's causing it to be like well, wasn't I've got to be louder about it
0: I remember, wasn't it Lil Wayne that came out and said yeah, I feel like racism is over and it's like dude, just because white bitches buy tickets to Your show doesn't mean racism is over. That's not what that means at all. As a matter of fact, I, I, I think we've seen enough in this country over the last couple of years that proves to us that racism is obviously still a huge issue for this country. It's also why I said the other day, I feel like it's America's original sin slavery is because it still rears its ugly heads. People wanted to argue with me and say the Native American thing. Obviously, Obviously, wrong as well, this and that. But I feel like, dude, slavery still rears its ugly head today. Like, I'm still dealing with the fallout of that. We are, as a country, still dealing with the fallout of that today.
1: At the end of the day, this is, this should be, I mean, like, not a concern about, I maybe not a concern, but like you need to have these conversations with your kids. Like they need to be made clear. And I know it's like, well, my kid's not an idiot. He's not a racist. He's not going to do these things. But you just don't know when your kid's going to decide that, hey, I'm going to try to, to, to be funny or I'm going to try to be cheeky about something or I'm going to try to push the limits with something. And they end up going way, way, way too far in this situation. So like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have this conversation with your kids of like, hey, dude, Holocaust jokes, mm, maybe not, uh, you know, uh, dead baby jokes. Mm, probably not the best thing to be doing right now. You know what I mean? There's some there's there's lines where it's like, guys, you got it. You got to see wh- where those are. He went to
0: the uh, he he went to the standard apology. I don't even have to. Re- I bet I don't even need to read it to you. I bet you know what he says here. I want to sincerely apologize if I have offended anyone with the picture going around. That was not my intention. Anyone who knows me or the girl in question knows that that's not how we truly feel. It was a complete joke and it went too far. Okay, again, dude, you stenciled this on a piece of poster board. So, like, there were – it took you – Time. There should have been enough time in the year where you realize this is going to go south.
1: This is not what I really intend to be doing here. And, like, and, and right out of the gate, you apologize if anyone was offended. I, you're not saying I apologize for taking things too far. I apologize for being insensitive to, you know, to very serious issues within the country. You're saying I apologize if anyone was offended. And that's not a sincere apology.
0: You no, know, what you're doing there is saying, I don't really think this is something I should have to apologize. But if you're such right. a sissy that you're right. upset, sorry, then I'm called. sorry. That you, got, that you got upset. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry I got caught with my hand in the jar. I'm going to go back to my first initial reaction, that if this was my kid, honestly, not that you should hit your kids, but I would beat my kid within an inch of his life over this. Like, there are certain things that are just not okay. And then as a parent, you have to step in and go, okay, we have must have gone off the rails here somewhere. Like, this, because I can just hear my dad saying it. I can, he, dude, Harold Dean, dude, I can just hear it. Daniel, I have failed you as your father if this is what you think is acceptable to be doing outside of our home. If you feel like you can do this, and I I heard that over a lot of things, Daniel, if you think this is acceptable, it's because I have failed you as a parent, and I will do better next time. And that's exactly how I would feel about it, as I would feel like I fell down on my job as a parental unit if my kid was out there doing that. Your next shot at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply.
3: That's cash to 200 200. Rock 1069. 69
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. If you would uh, allow me a piece of personal business. Yeah. To my brother, who's up very, very early this morning listening live via iHeartRadio, happy birthday, David. Yeah. Happy to uh, happy to have had you alive to beat me up every single day of my life for the first, like, 18 years of it. That was awesome. I don't know what I would have done without swirlies and being locked outside of the house, being hung from the light post by my underwear. I've told you that story, right? Oh yeah, dude.
1: I've heard the trials and tribulations of chubby little Stansberry. Yeah. What's he doing
0: up, dude? It's four thirty in the morning, bro. Go back to bed. He's so my brother's like world ranked in like some of those like computer video games, like where you like build your own like cities and earth and like you fight and like I don't know like battles of axes and like all those kind of games. But he's like he's seriously, I think he's like ranked top ten in the world at one of them. And so, like, he's always up at weird times, like, playing those games with people all over the world. Okay. But he's, like, really good at it. All right. I don't understand him. As a video game person, like, I've watched that a hundred times. I'm like, dude, this is so dumb. I don't get this. But it is his birthday. It's also uh, my best friend in the whole entire world, Jessica. It is her birthday today. So happy birthday. Those two share uh, the same birthday. Birthday shout-outs That's here. Right That's That's it. We're done now. <laughs> <laughs> Call it with your birthday shout-outs. No, no. <laughs> I did see this, which I think is interesting. Is that... We will be celebrating the 2018 NFL Draft somewhat here locally. There's, uh, the Hall of Fame will be on hand in both Dallas and Cleveland for the first night of the draft. Then on Saturday, the Cleveland Browns' Day 3 picks will be announced live from the Hall of Fame. Um, cool. it, it, will be the, it will mark the first time a portion of the NFL draft will come from the Hall of Fame. Canton and Cleveland are among five finalists to host the draft in 2019 or 2020. I believe you will end up seeing that happen. Um, as it lines up perfectly with like the right year celebration,
1: I like that a lot. I didn't even think about that, but you know, if if this is the first time they've done it, this is hopefully a good like little foreshadowing when it comes to like hey, 2019 or 2020. I don't know which one's going to be. We'll find out later this month. I think. I would think so. I think it was. I think it was April or, or, or early May. They said that we would know whether we were going to get that or not. So, uh, so no, I like that a lot. That's good news.
0: I guess beginning Thursday, Hall of Fame street teams will be in Dallas to engage with fans on hand for the draft at AT AT&T Stadium. However, in Cleveland, the Hall will have an exhibit at the Browns' official 2018 draft tailgate to celebrate with fans. Thursday, the Hall's special exhibit will focus on the career of recently retired Browns tackle Joe Thomas, who is regarded as an eventual Hall of Famer. And I would agree. I think he probably strolls in. Hall of Fame president David Baker will be joined by former Browns star Bernie Kosar inside the Hall of Fame gallery on Saturday to announce the Browns' fourth-round draft choice. Kozer will announce the remainder of the Browns' draft choices that day from various locations at the Hall of Fame, including the Ralph Wilson Jr. Pro Football Hall of Fame Research and Preservation Center. I like it. For Browns fans, that's big, right? Because I know Kozar's like the Jesus of the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He is. I what? mean, that's that's what he is. And so, like, if you're a guy who, like, because I, I like football. I like the Browns. I'm a fan. But I'm casual. You know what I mean? Like, I'll watch games. I won't. This, this, that? I think there are guys who are, like, diehard football fans who watch every Sunday no matter what. I'm not necessarily one of those. And I don't know. I, I My childhood isn't wrapped around Bernie Kozar the way it is for a lot of other people. Um, but like that's a huge get for you as a Browns fan, right? To be watching that and be like, dude, Jesus is telling us who we're going to pick. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: obviously. I mean, when you look at the poor quarterback play since Bernie Kosar, which is crazy because Bernie Kosar was, what, 30, 25, 30 years ago at this point? I mean, 25 for sure. Yes. 25 for sure. Um I saw this this morning. The Browns, uh, other than Tim Couch, have not drafted a quarterback above the twenty-two spot since they've come back Manziel, in ninety-nine. Right? Yeah. Since they've come back in ninety-nine, they have they have they have spent one top twenty-two draft pick on a quarterback. That's crazy. It's insane when you consider that they don't have a quarterback. If you told me the Patriots did that, I'd be like, "Well, yeah. Well, of course that makes sense."
0: No, you know what the Patriots do? He takes two Jesus, every year, dude. I mean. That's that's just so
1: bad. And you're right, to think of Bernie Kozar, to think of Bernie Kozar is QB Jesus. If that's your franchise, QB Jesus, oh. Um, the only other
0: you know, the only other franchise that'll have that is I don't know about the only other one. Another one I can think of off the top of my head. That's the better way to say it, is San Diego. Phillip Rivers is gonna end up being their Bernie Kozar, right? Probably better than what ended up happening with his career. Probably good enough to win titles, just never did. Although, I think Phillip Rivers is probably a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I'm not sure Bernie Cozar was.
1: Well, he's not.
0: But I I, would vote to put Philip Rivers in. So that might end up even being better. I'm looking right here. I have the Browns' first-round draft pick since 99. Manziel, but that was 22. You're right. Whedon wasn't picked. Late.
1: Late. Late, huh? Late. Okay, Quinn as well. None of those guys were top ten picks. None of those guys were. Pretty. No, you're right. They waited. These were all late. Yeah, that dude. No, he fell. No wonder. And, and dude, and dude, hearing he that, hearing that, and saying that, and thinking that, like, if you do not pick a quarterback at number one, dude, I'm going to. My mind is just going to explode. Like it is just going to. I. uh No need to get cute about it. No need to get fancy about it. Pick a damn quarterback.
0: So again. This is how, dude. This is how movable everybody is, myself included. Right. Okay. I was sh- I was shown platitudes yesterday by Josh Rosen. Right. And again, I've been saying he's moving up my board. I don't have a board, but he's moving. <laughs> he's up. He's moving it.
1: up it. He's moving.
0: I have been a Darnold guy forever, right? But uh, Josh Rosen said yesterday that if he has to go somewhere for the first year and he's a water boy the first year, you know what he said? I'll be the best water boy in the country. Such an easy thing to say. It's what you say. And yet I walked away from that going, mm-hmm. he's pretty good. That Maybe kid, th- that, that kid, see, says the right things, got the right head on his shoulder. And I am, I'm starting to worry that I've been wrong about this and that Josh Rosen might be the kid. I felt, I felt like there was a Jamarcus Russell quality with them, has all the ability, not necessarily the work ethic. People tell me I'm wrong.
1: Um, you know, Sam Darnold, the obvious pick, um, yeah. Josh Rosen, the person who's been making some noise. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like Josh Allen, he's kind of become a secondary thought, but something he said recently to the Cleveland Plain Dealer I liked. Um, not only is he intent on going number one and embracing the uh, the pressures and the responsibilities that, that come along with that, uh, he's intent on going to the Cleveland Browns because he wants to fix the franchise. Who he wants Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Josh yeah. Allen. Now, okay, so you got Sam Darnold, the obvious pick that we've all talked about, Rosen moving up Stansberry's board, Allen saying the right things, and the big news yesterday, the big story yesterday, Yesterday, the big everyone was talking about it yesterday is Baker Mayfield still might go number one.
0: I think that's crazy. What? <laughs> I think Baker Mayfield, just honest, I think it's a big pile of buyer beware. I think, it and I'm not going to make the Manziel comparison because I do agree with people who say that's a lazy comparison. I do agree with that. And I don't know enough about Baker. But, dude, don't think outside the box, Browns. Don't. Don't think outside the box give me a big thick kid who can stand in the pocket and drive the ball downfield in November like that's what you need that's who you that's who you're going to need and again with the Josh Allen thing people tell me he's the next Brett Favre and it's like all right well maybe you have no idea if that's true he needs a ton of work and i don't think we're the team or i don't think we're the ones to work it as, as the
1: Browns sit here, and I guess as fans, we all kind of sit here and, and, and we're very movable because it's like, oh my God, Adam Schefter said this. And dude, did you see this report from profootballtalk.com? Oh my God, did you see all my these? Florio. Right, 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 right. We all get caught up in these moments, and tomorrow's the day, so now is like the fever pitch of smoke screens and all this different stuff. But like, if the Browns truly do not have that first decision made in their mind, oh, it's made, right? it, it, it has to be, has right? To be. If, if they're still truly, and the, and the report is, the report is, and I'm reading it from, from pro32.ap. So, like the AP's football source oh, is the Browns that. The Browns mulling four picks, four quarterbacks with the number one pick. I don't if they truly
0: doing that? I don't buy it. No, I think what's happening there is they are saying, we have our guy. We know what we want to do. However, we don't know what people are willing to offer us totally just yet. And so, let's at least. Hear the offer out. You got to hear the offer at out.
1: Four, you hear the offer out. At one, dude, it has been they've 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 they've, they've, they've been back since '99, and the only the only pick they've taken over 22 at quarterback is Tim Couch. You got to take it. You See, have
0: to. I think if you take a quarterback at one, you can't trade four. You can't. You need it. I I just dude, there's too many holes. And there's too many good players that are not quarterbacks that you could take it for. I don't think you trade four at all. And I think if they take Baker Mayfield, it's honestly, it's trouble. I do. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be one of those guys who is going to surprise people, maybe better than I think he's going to be, but he's going to need the perfect environment. And what is Cleveland not? It is
1: not the perfect environment. Exactly right.
0: Is that, is that your worst case scenario? No. Is Baker Mayfield at one? No. My worst case scenario is it's Josh Allen and he plays next year. That's the worst scenario. Case scenario, I think there might be something in Josh Allen. I was worried when we picked up Drew Stanton to bat. I've said since they picked up Stanton, what did I say? That this is what I'm worried—that they realize they only got Tyrod Taylor for the one year, and you're not going to give him 110 million dollars after this season. So you pick up Drew Stanton to play year two because you're going to draft Josh Allen, and you don't want to play him till year three. That's what I'm worried about. I am worried that that's what they're going to do, is that they're, they're taking Allen, and that's why they went and got you Stanton, because they already know we're not paying Tyrod at the end of next year. Now, somebody said this to me yesterday, that if Tyrod Taylor goes 8-8, eight and eight, do you pay him? And yeah, I think you do. If you go from 0-16, and 0-16 oh to 8-8, eight and eight, I think you do got to pay him. I wouldn't want to, but I think you do have to do it. If. If. A lot of ifs in that sentence. Going? A lot of ifs in that sense, John! Only one if in that sense, Jude! But I think that's the way I, 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 I don't think it's Baker Mayfield. I really don't. It's, again, Sa- does Sashi Brown take Baker Mayfield at number one? Yeah. But go back and really look at what John Dorsey did in Kansas City. Look at the picks he likes. And I don't think it's Baker Mayfield. Now, people are going to go, well, what about Patrick Mahomes? Okay. I, I, I Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that flies in the face of what I'm saying a little. I don't think it's Baker Mayfield. I think John Dorsey understands football better than... Honestly, most GMs this organization has had since 1999. And I think he understands you need a legit stay-in-the-pocket, drive-the-ball-downfield passer. It's just what you need. It's what you need. It's the AFC North. If You're going to have to put the ball in the air in November. You're going to have to do it. And you're going to need a big, thick kid to do it. That's what made me, i like as a Hugh guy, It's what made me crazy about the fact that he was trying to push Kessler so hard. It's like, dude, that kid can barely get the ball down the field at USC. You think he's going to be, like, it's it's not going to happen. Kristen's telling me, as a huge UCLA fan, I'd love to see another Bruin come to Cleveland. But she says, I will admit, I do worry that the Browns will ruin him. I don't know. I'm not scared of the, you got to challenge him intellectually, because I believe what you just said is, he's a smart kid who's going to get bored unless you give him things to do. That's true of all smart people. And that's not a knock. Being needed to be challenged intellectually is actually good. And what's challenging intellectually? A 500-page playbook where you got to remember all of it on the field every minute of the day. That's intellectually challenging. So give me the quarterback who can handle that. But I do like Sam Darnold. I've been a Sam Darnold guy. I'm going to stick with it. But I worry Josh Rosen is going to end up being maybe the guy and that maybe we screw it up again. But I think that's just battered fan syndrome because that's what the Browns have done to me for 20 years. We'll pass out those honor fighting championship tickets. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Not done with this NFL draft stuff. Just as if yet. Obviously, tomorrow, Brown's got a bunch of huge. I think it's what? 12 picks or something. I, um, if you can't get a turnaround now, you just don't know what you're doing. Like, not that you're going to be great next year, but you should be able to see signs of it coming down the road. Um, it seems like a lot of people want us to skip a quarterback altogether and go with Saquon Barkley at number one. I think it's crazy. Guys, I think that pick is crazy. First of all, I think Saquon Barkley is a big, Is I think he's overrated. People like to say to me, they don't want Sam Darnold because Ohio State ate him alive. Okay, well, let's look at that. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but Darnold still threw for over 400 against Ohio State. 400. Saquon Barkley rushed for 44 yards on 22 carries. Literally, I think there was like four other games that year where he didn't rush for 100. In college. Where he didn't rush for 100. The running back position has been wildly devalued in the NFL. We don't have the offensive line right now to predominantly lean on a guy like that because people are like, he's the next Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott found the perfect landing spot. Now he's a stud for sure. But he found the perfect landing spot. In the fact that they had wide receivers that could threaten you deep, their offensive line was amazing. Their defense kept you, you know, off, you know, on the field when you needed to be. There was a lot working in Ezekiel Elliott's favor there. I don't think the Cleveland Browns are that. And I think Saquon Barkley at number 1 is a huge, huge, huge fail. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't take the kid at four. I skip him. You got three picks in the third round where most all-pro NFL quarterba- or running backs are found. Deep in the draft. Deep. The story of the NFL running back that came out of nowhere that ends up being a bigger star in the NFL than he was in college is massive. They're everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. Why am I spending $25 million on a kid that's not going to run the ball 30 times a game? He's not a 30-down back. It's not who he is. So what am I going to take him with the number one pick for? If he's not that workhorse, then I don't want him. Get him out of here. Let somebody else take him. He's probably going to be good, but I don't feel like Saquon Barkley is going to be so, he's not Barry Sanders. I don't think we're going to be sitting there going, oh man, we missed the boat. Where one of these quarterbacks will be good enough to where you're going to sit there and feel like we missed the boat. Now you want to argue one of those? That's fine. Everybody's got a different opinion. I'm being told Baker Mayfield. I think it's crazy. I think Baker Mayfield is absolutely crazy at number one.
1: I think at the very least the concept of like I think it's crazy. Browns fans are probably a little bit paralyzed with fear of taking the wrong quarterback, and that's why taking somebody outside of a quarterback at number one feels, feels safe. safer. It I feels agree. like okay, well, even if Saquon Barkley's not yes. Barry Sanders, he is going to be a scorer. He is going to be somebody who goes out there and does something. So I get that, but dude, time to time to time to pull him out and like go go for it, man. You got to get the bat off your shoulder. You have to take a quarterback at one. You have to.
0: I don't, it's not that I don't think Baker Mayfield won't be good. That's not what I'm saying. I just think it's a little bit riskier. It's even, Sam Darnold's even riskier than, I think Josh Rosen's probably, he's got the body and he's got the pro release right now. He releases the ball the way you want him to right now. He's got the footwork, he's got it. All right, now I think Darnold's the gamer, and I hate him because that's what people are telling me about Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold to me feels like first in, last out. I'm the first guy in the building, last one to leave, lunch pail, film study, hard nosed, blue collar, you know, down to earth, salt of the earth family, where Rosen kind of feels like, ah, dude, California cool, my parents got money, if this doesn't work out, I'll do this, I'll be fine. And I don't, people tell me that's not who Rosen is, but Baker Mayfield just feels like a project to me, dude. He just does. And it's like, ah, dude, the Browns aren't that team, they're just not.
1: The Browns are not that team. Dysfunctional, to say the least. Yes. Um, oftentimes, a, uh, a toxic environment to try to develop in and not, you know, what do I want to say? Um, not not the best place to grow. And, and and I'd like to know your opinion on this because I just okay. saw this. All right. Um, this was reported um, by uh, a, a Browns beat reporter on Twitter. Um, and I will say Browns are likely to be featured in this year's HBO Hard Knock series per source. Official announcement expected on Thursday. Does any of that, the fact that they're going to be in hard knocks, change the way that you start to think about, like, well, who can handle this situation? Who's going to be able to? Yes, Because, like, yes. that's, I mean, that's, dude, having, I don't
0: want Baker Mayfield on hard knocks.
1: Having cameras all in your locker room and making these dudes stars or at least feel that way, it's going to change things. Again,
0: you got to remember, the kid did run from the cops. I mean, he ran from the cops. There's video of it. There's no denying it. I, somebody who's given me Darnold's numbers against Ohio State. 26 for 45 for 356 in an interception. Not quite 400. Fine, you got me there. Threw one interception on 45 attempts, though. One. And, by the way, USC trusted him to put the ball in the air 45 times. Went 26 for 45. And, it, it, again, Ohio State was damn good, guys. It's not like it, it's not like it was a team out of nowhere that, that did this to him. It was Ohio State. It was the Buckeyes. The team every year, you guys want to tell me, should do, should win the national championship every year. Right, Buckeye fans? Now all of a sudden it's like this big knock if the Buckeyes were were good against you. I don't get that at all. Darnold had a very, Eric's got the best point here. That Darnold had a suspect offensive line and he did. That kid was running for his life. Now that's what he's going to have here too. So that's if that's your argument, that's fine. I just, and again, it's not that I'm right and you're wrong. Maybe Baker Mayfield ends up being the best quarterback out of all four. I don't know. It's just my job to speculate. And I I got to give you something. And I'm not one of these guys that's afraid to give out my opinion and be wrong. Welcome to broadcasting. It's just the way it is. I can be wrong. But I feel like Baker Mayfield's a project. And yeah, dude, if you're thinking hard knocks, that's the last kid I want on hard knocks. He kind of has that me, 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 me feel where I feel like if the hard knock camera is on Sam Darnold, it's like, man, look at that kid. Look at him. I wish that's the way my son would act in, in the place of work. Now, I could be way wrong on that. Maybe it doesn't end up going that way. That's what I think. I don't think it's Baker Mayfield that won. I think the Browns want teams thinking that. But I don't think it's Baker Mayfield at 1 because I think it's crazy. But they've done dumber things than that. We have honor fighting championship tickets. That event is this Saturday. It's Operation Reaching the Summit is... It's at the Summit County Fairgrounds. We'll both be on hand for that as well. We'll pass those tickets out right now by taking caller number 15 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Also, get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. And Josh, rock and roller. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. You're about to get hooked up with $1,000. I uh, am made uncomfortable by this next piece of, uh, well, content, if we're going to call it that, loosely. I understand that most men have a desire... For a larger, more powerful penis. Okay. I understand where that desire comes from. You are sold from the date of birth that if your penis is not a powerful tool, that you then are not powerful, that you then are worthless. It's just kind of human nature. It's the way it is. It's hunter gatherer. There's some things you're not taking out of us. Okay. Men base their manhood on their penis. And when they feel like they have an inadequate penis, what then happens is, is that it forces craziness. And next thing you know, you're buying like these pills from gas stations that like, tell you you're going to have like a massive erection, which is, of course, crazy. I don't know what makes people think that that's a good idea.
1: I don't know if that's placebo effect. I mean, because I think there is something to that where it's like, well, if you think it's going to work, then all of a sudden you're walking a little bit more confidently, and all Maybe. of a sudden it is working a little bit better. Maybe. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, if you think you can you can fill up your gas tank and like take care of erectile dysfunction or the size of
0: your penis in the same place, I, I don't, I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that system. I don't like that system for me. Okay, when you do what's right for you. I'm probably going to be over here not doing that. But apparently there is a, they say, some people say that you can trace this all the way back to like ancient Arabic times. Okay. Now that has not been like, you know what I mean? Founded, but people claim it that there's this exercise you can do with your, with your penis that will make it bigger. Now we know that if you go to the gym and you exercise biceps, what will happen? They will get bigger. Right? Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily crazy that somebody once upon a time came up with this idea and people were to buy it. Okay, now, essentially, I hope I'm using, I hope I'm saying, I am I hope I'm pronouncing this word correctly, but it is spelled to me J-E-L-Q-I-N-G, I have it as Jelking, or I is how I have it, as I'm saying it, okay? Jel- okay. We'll say Jelking, okay. okay? And essentially what this is, is just pooling on your penis, which by now, gentlemen, you should know that just the simple act of yanking on it is not going to make it any bigger. My guess is is that you have yanked on it plenty by the time you're old enough to listen to this program, right? But it's apparently what you do to jelk, Fantone, is you are to take your index finger and your thumb. You grab the base of yourself and you move down it and they say as if you are milking the organ. Okay. <laughs> Which I automatically regret saying. Okay. <laughs> I automatically. I'm like, you know what? I wish I wouldn't have done that. Okay. But it is a series then of stretching exercises that they say will add length and girth.
1: So it sounds like masturbation, but it's not. You're you're pulling on it just in a different fashion. Okay. okay? So here's
0: what they, most guides will tell you this. Wait until you're just about erect. Once there, lube it up. You're gonna grab. You're, you're gonna grab the base of it using the thumb and the index finger. Apply pressure, and then slide your hand up and down it as if, like again, you're milking the organ. Repeat and repeat. They say most jelking guides recommend tapping out after about twenty minutes of exercise.
1: But how am I? Not, I, mean, like, I I'm not lasting I, twenty minutes doing that.
0: Well, a, I don't think I'm lasting twenty minutes doing it. B, I'm getting bored well within twenty minutes of doing that. Like, I. Is this not like? Is it because of the pressure I'm applying that I'm not going to get the sensation that I do like of masturbation? I mean, if
1: you're semi erect already and then you're lubing it up and then you're t- tugging on it twenty times, I mean, like, what, what, like, 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 how is this different than masturbation?
0: I I don't get it. They they say that honestly, that penile extension surgeries is still the number. It's but behind like you know making like the fat surgeries. Yeah, it's the second most surgery men ask about yeah is is, is that and, and yet yeah dude penal i guess penoplasty or whatever is they say it doesn't actually work that that a lot of times dude that you it, you have less sensation in your penis right that you have that your orgasms are weaker And that you that that your erections are weaker, it's like why then why am I given the scalpel? So maybe I so I get I guess I guess I understand how pills end up becoming the thing. I mean,
1: I I guess when it comes to just like pulling on on your flaccid penis there maybe I could come up with, like, hey, you're adding a little bit of length on, on your getting, flaccid penis, but, like, what does that have to do with, I mean. You're not getting girth out of yanking on it. No, you're not getting girth out of it, and you're not getting any significant growth, dude. I mean, like, if you're pulling on it hard enough, like, I, I don't know, the whole thing just seems bunk to me.
0: I just, it has, I, I, I remember I, I was telling this story not that long ago where there's, uh, there's a movie where this guy's, like, lifting, like, heavy things with his penis and it's like a harness like he's like lifting weights with it and like i guess he like drags and i think there's a youtube video out there of a guy dragging like i think it's a yugo or something in like some weird country where like goats are the normal mode of travel and yet there's a yugo and the guy's like pulling it down the street with his penis like and that they claim that that is like powerful and that like you can extend the the length of it but i just i i mean Dude, imagine buying this.
1: Oh, right. You're in that situation where you're like, you know what? I'm going to put my credit card information into this sketchy-ass website just maybe. Maybe they'll give me the, the 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 directions I need to pull my penis into a larger size. Dude, that's a sad place to be. It's a bad place to be.
0: I. It was... I mean, a while ago now where I had to, like, resolve myself around the penis. Like, I remember the one day when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done growing. So this is done. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: going to say, and that age was probably, what, like 19? Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I mean, you can't expect, like, a growth spurt in your mid-30s. So why would you expect that out of your penis? Exactly right.
0: I-, I remember I was, like, looking down, and I got sad, and end of the road, by boys The men started playing, and I was just I was like, yeah, man, this is it. This is where we are. I
1: would say, if anything, I mean, this is probably, like, an, like take better care of yourself. Like, you lose some weight, you stop smoking, you stop drinking all the time, and all of a sudden, it's going to be like, hey, my penis is working better. I'm working better. Well, like yeah,
0: again, I read it. You know, I, there was an article that we didn't get to yesterday that was talking about that, about how, like, if if, if, if it's not working as properly, that the gym is obviously a place to go get it done and they said but if you're at that point where like jogging's not going to do it like legitimately dude if you're at that point where it's like you need to work out to help that that thing start to work a little bit better that legitimately you're going to have to like go go all in and like physically really work out hard which is what you should be doing anyway the human being is designed to lift heavy things over and over and over again, and push your body to those extreme limits. That's what you, that's what the body was designed for to do. It was designed to run across the, the desert and the Serengeti to chase food, not to sit in like Netflix and chill all day. Like your body is meant to be put under that kind of stress. It's absolutely what it should do, and everything will work better if you do that. But I don't buy the jelking thing. I like I said, I feel like most men have pulled on it enough by now to know that you are not essentially at the end of the day making it any longer. That's crazy. Your shot at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply.
3: That's (laughs) LUCK to 200-200. ROCK 1069. ROCK 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. on ROCK 1069. Win yourself $1,000 910 this morning. We'll pass on another keyword.
1: need that, dude.
0: Yeah, that would be nice.
1: Payday's not for like another week, bro. We have a whole weekend before we get paid again.
0: I don't need to know that. Yeah, well, why, well, why are you giving me the bad news? It's the truth, homie. You know, I never think about people bitching about the weather being an other country thing. What do you mean? Like, I just... I don't know. I feel like complaining is like... An American thing. Like, I don't like, I just, I view, maybe it's because I only spend time here. Like, I've traveled everywhere in this country. I've been very few places outside of it. A couple of places in Canada, a couple of easy places in Mexico. I haven't really done a whole lot of international travel, right? And so, like, I, 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 like, this guy I follow on on Twitter is based in Jerusalem, right? And he's tweeting this morning, he goes, It's hailing and thundering in Jerusalem at the end of April. What the hell's going on? And I was like, Oh, oh, yeah. I guess. Human beings other places are unhappy yeah. with the weather.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like, dude.
0: I just make that like an American, like fat, lazy thing.
1: No, they're not just all, you know, like working in like sweatshops. This like, sandstorm's sweat acceptable right, to no, me.
0: Like, no, <laughs> no. I just, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know why.
1: They're people with complaints too.
0: I, uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I don't know. I guess I just don't think about it that way. As a matter of fact, there's actually another story coming up at 9 o'clock we're going to do that when I heard about it, I was like, oh, that's obviously America, and it turned out not to be America. Okay. And because I feel like we're just worse at certain things than other places are. 9 o'clock, we'll get into that. I did see this, though, from the other day when uh, apparently a guy was driving down Cleveland Avenue without front tires. Cops pulled him over. Turns out, yeah, hammered. The man driving the car, Joshua Milkovich, 28, had been determined to be impaired was charged with a felony count of operating a motor vehicle while being intoxicated. The charge is a felony because Mukovich has prior drunken driving convictions. The most recent local conviction was in May of 2016, so just two years ago. Um, I don't know. It, they changed this stuff you know, all the time. Mine was about five years ago. I know they told me if I get two inside of six years that that's when, like, dude, we're going to throw the book at you. And I felt like that was a reasonable thing. I was like, okay, well that's reasonable. Like you're not I'm not supposed to have been doing this. Right. It's awful. Right. I shouldn't do it anymore. I'm old enough and know enough not to do that that I felt like, okay, that's totally bounds and fair.
1: Now, there was recently a guy in Maslin who got his seventh Seven. seventh DUI. Yeah. Um I I don't, I don't have the story up in front of me, so I can't remember all the circumstances of it. But like <laughs> What do they do at this point? It's like those guys don't have their licenses anymore. It's not, well, you know what I mean? Like, know, what, it, do you, what do
0: you do? I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but that actual, that story, which by the way, that story is available for you at WRQK.com if you if you didn't read about it. But that story actually had an anti-gun person reach out to me and kind of like throw logic back at me. He said... Well, here you go, dude. Dude didn't have a driver's license yet. He's still driving a car. Should she, he's like, because, he, you know, you drink and drive. He's like, isn't that the whole theory is like you guys say, well, laws don't, don't stop people. He's like, so why don't we just then make it legal, make it legal to drink and drive?
1: If it's not going to stop criminals. If anyway. it's not
0: stopping people from doing it anyway, why don't we just make it why don't we, and I was like, okay, well, I feel like it's oranges and pineapples there, but like I do understand that there is a piece of like hypocrisy in that
1: and I mean, but at the end of the day, laws exist for a reason and yes, we can make the we can make the argument of like, well, you know, criminals aren't going to obey the law, but they are going to deter people from being criminals in the first place so no, that that logic doesn't hold up. I don't I, think I, it does. I, I know where it comes from, but it, it doesn't hold up. It comes uh, anyway. from the
0: meme world where everything Make sense as long as you don't think about it.
1: I, 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 I just, but I just, I mean, like, okay, so, all right, the seventh guy with the DUI, this dude didn't have tires. I mean, so obviously, I mean, like, I mean, do, how do,
0: drunk do you got to be to be driving a car where you don't realize you don't have tires?
1: Or do you not care? I mean, but do you lock these guys up forever? Is that the answer? No, how, because how, the money. How do you stop them from being a danger behind the wheel then? Because this guy obviously isn't going to stop. We can say, oh, dude, this felony thing, but he's not going to
0: stop. Aren't we at the point now where with driving that don't we have fingerprint on locks now? Like, like, can't we get there? Where it's like,
1: where what are we going to put a breathalyzer in every car?
0: I don't think it's crazy to think that the fact that the car companies might have to think about the fact that they got to put them in new cars coming off the line. I don't think that's crazy. No,
1: at the end of the day, it is not your right as an American to drive. It's something that you are. It's, a, it's privilege. a privilege. It's a privilege, essentially. Sure. So, like, I don't want that to be the case. I feel like that's an overstep of of government. Of like, well, who are you? Who on earth are you to assume that I'm a criminal and I need to do this? But. I, is that the only? Is that the only? Is that the only answer I can come up with? Is that like, well, if everyone blew into a breathalyzer, maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't stop it, but well, at least you reduce it, not You'd make only it harder. breathalyzer,
0: but like if you did it by fingerprint scan, because the the alcohol will come through your skin, and it, it, that's how those that's how those ankle monitors work, right? Okay. Is that 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 it, it it takes the sweat off your skin and figures out if there's alcohol in, in your in your in your yeah sweat there. So I think what you do is you do a fingerprint scan. For to unlock the car. And if you we've we've revoked your license, you're in the database. I'm sorry, bro. Like you don't get the drive. No, the car's not gonna start. It's not gonna unlock. Not gonna do it.
1: I mean, that's a going-forward idea. I mean, obviously, if you have a 1984, you know, Chevy Celebrity sitting in your in, in your garage, we are not going to retroactively put that on there. But as new cars get manufactured, How are
0: we not thinking about it? I At don't, least I don't thinking know. it. I don't know. It feels a little anti-American to me. It does. It, it does. It does.
1: Because I mean, but I feel the same way about DUI checkpoints. So, and those still exist. So, just because I feel that way about something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's that that's the way Not going to happen.
0: happen. I'm being told that they just changed the DUI law back this year from two and six to two and ten years why would they have rolled it back why are they rolling it back i don't like that i said before i got mine and i don't notice how i never say my first one because it's my last one okay okay i but i had said before it and i maintain that this is true that if you if you took the american public and said this your first dui five years in prison lock you up five years in prison the first one No if ands, or buts. Mandatory minimum. Your first one, done. Five Five years in jail. I'm telling you, I think the numbers of that fall off a cliff tomorrow. But it's one of these things where the government doesn't really care about my life. They don't really care if I'm safe. What they care about is their money. And so they want to charge you the ten grand and put you back out in the street. No, we'll charge you another thousand for the hotel stay, and we'll charge you another this, and we'll get in your pocket. They don't care about your safety at all—not even remotely close. They care about the money. If they cared about your safety, they would take a hard line on this, and we would end this tomorrow. Is what would happen. But they're not going to do it because they don't care about you. They don't care about me. What they care about is the money. More Stannisberry show right around the corner. Hang on.
3: Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best
2: morning ever.
3: Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106. Knock 106.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Winning Win yourself $8,000 coming up 910 this morning. I, uh, I have an article here that I could not wait to get into all morning. Um, this is written by a woman. And it's giving men advice on how to look a little sharper and catch her attention. These are like five like appearance tweaks you can make that will definitely get her attention. She'll notice you've done this. Little details here. Okay. okay. All right. So we'll start with number five here. And um, I, I have always said this. And it turns out it's absolutely true. Now, I've said this because a woman once told me. My friend Holly um, was one of the most profitable strippers I've ever known in my life. Like, Holly made money hand over fist. Because not only was she tight... Like, as far as, like, sorry, not only did not Jeez. only did she look great, Jeez. what I meant to say was her game was tight. Like, okay. Holly had, like, serious stripper game. Like, she knows how to, like, eye up the customer, figure out who's got the money, knows how to hustle you. Like, she's just, Holly's amazing.
1: Nothing worse than those loose strippers. They just don't, I, <laughs> they just don't know. That was a okay. total, total right. misspeak Here on my is. part.
0: All right. But Holly once told me that the best thing you could do to attract a woman, Dan, is spend money on your shoes and spend money on your watch. Shoes are a thing everybody has to wear, but not everybody has to spend money. So if you're spending a nice piece of money on your shoes, it tells me you have expendable income. She goes, also a watch, not necessarily something somebody has to wear. So if you have one and it's nice, I know you're willing to splurge, at least on yourself, probably got a little bit of money. Makes sense. So they found out that the two things women are checking out most are shoes and your watch. If a woman sees scuffed shoes, it indicates a lack of attention to details. They also look crappy. She says, you got to get done with that. In a pinch, they say, swipe the inside of a banana peel across your shoe and gently wipe off any excess gunk with a paper towel. The banana will have natural oils that will provide a quick shine to your kicks. I would agree that polishing your shoes is important. Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, yeah. if
0: you're wearing dress shoes a lot.
1: Those 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 two things make sense for the for the exact reasons there of like, yeah, if you're putting forth this ex- extra effort in something that's relatively minor, that probably indicates you have, you know, a little bit more pride in things, a little bit more influence there and, and 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 some cash to spend.
0: Exfoliate. They say it takes about 1 minute, but they say give your face a little extra attention before you hit the sack every night. Every day, thousands of tiny skin cells on your face die. Without a good scrub, they can uh, you know, add up and they will produce dry white flake around your nose and forehead. Add a face scrub to your nightly routine a few times a week to look smooth and fresh. They recommend Jack, Bla- Jack Black Face Buff. Uh-oh. Get JackBlack.com. I'm not sure that that's actually Jack Black, there, uh-huh. but like Jack Black Face Buff. Apparently can help you that I don't necessarily exfoliate and probably should. I um, I, I for
1: some reason or another I feel like I have good skin considering the lifestyle that I've led. I mean I don't sleep like as much as I probably should. I smoked cigarettes forever. Um, and my girlfriend she always gets so mad at me. She's like, you have this like the skin is just so nice and it's clear and you don't do anything. You don't even wash your face sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I'll just like forget and I'm like, "Eh, well the shower water got on me. Yeah, and like I. I think that's just one of the things with some men. Maybe it's because we didn't wear makeup and get our, you know, our pores all gunked up and stuff. Well,
0: we're less likely to wear sunscreen. Right. We're less likely, you know what I mean? We just we like we'll just take our face and like smash it right. through the elements and right. not care. You know what I mean? Blotting your skin is another thing they say to do with your skin. Men's skin apparently more naturally oily than women's. Um, I guess that keeps it you looking younger for longer. I didn't realize that, but they say by the end of the day you're greased up like a piece of fried chicken. All right, geez. let's not demonize fried chicken. Yeah, I was going to say. But they say keep blotting papers, and they, women will know about these, that they have these. I, I, I see a lot of female bartenders I work with always have these in their purse. They take them out mid-shift and kind of like... Pat their face down, and honestly, I think I could. I think I would benefit from this.
1: Got a little bit of greasiness on yeah, there. Yeah,
0: I do. I, I, my dad would, I, you know, he, his whole family was kind of like, you know, Italian or like his mom's side of the family was, and he would always talk about the curse of the Italian blood, how it's just greasy. You just always look like you're just like I don't know, <laughs> wet. <laughs> it's like it's not one of those. It's not one of those things. Another appearance tweak that uh, will help you gain female attention, they say, is choose a bright shirt. Your basic white button up is a classic, but sticking solely to neutrals can make you look dull. I need to know this a little bit because I am a very guilty person of, I like gray. I like black. I like white because it's easy to match. I like things that are, because I know it's like, well, that's black and that's gray and those things go together and those those are white right. and those shoes are white, so that'll work. I like things that are easily matched. Once you start moving colors around in me, I get kind of color dumb. I
1: can't believe that somebody hasn't picked up because there's like these clothes for like babies and like infants and stuff. And I think they're they're animals or something like that. And what they do is they like color coordinate where it's like everything with a blue tag for your boy. Those clothes match everything with a yellow tag for your boy. Those clothes match. So you can just pick outfits out like that. I can't believe Kohl's hasn't come up with something like that where it's like. This, this this, Wear this, this, this together. This all goes together for you. You can mix this piece out with that piece and do stuff. I'm surprised somebody hasn't like held our hands as men and said, Here, we will do this for I, you. I
0: think they are. I just don't think they're selling you on that specific angle Should. of it. Because that's isn't that what those like menslocker.com's are now where it's like they start sending you boxes of clothes and yeah. there's an entire outfit in there like, where you can kind of see it's like okay this all goes together. But
1: that's one outfit. I'm saying like okay so now you sent me the blue jacket the tan pants and the gray shoes next month make sure you send me something and make it clear to me which pieces are going to go with that. That
0: belt we sent you three months ago would do look not, great with these jeans. Right do
1: not put that do not put those things next to each other. You can't put you know if it's got a green tag you can't wear it with a blue tag. If it's got a red tag you can't wear with, you know, I, I think, I think just like I said, holding our hands and saying, this is what you should wear. It's, it's a money making idea.
0: So I bother somebody in my life with this all the time. Right. My friend Jackie is a, one of the most stylish people you'll ever see in your entire life. She works for coach. She's got like a really good, she, you know what I mean? So she fashions like what she does. She's constantly in New York at like coaches, like corporate offices, like learning about like all this stuff. And so routinely I will text her. And say, hey, what do I do with this? And should I wear this with this? Or right. I'll be in stores and be like, Jack, what do I do? Is it this? Is it this? What do I do? And like, I told her once, I was like, if I ever hit it big or if I win the lottery, dude, I'm hiring you as a stylist for sure. Like, Because, again, like working color into my wardrobe is something that needed to be done. As a matter of fact, I was buying stuff the other day. And there, it was just as simple as a T-shirt, Fantone. It was simple as a T-shirt. And I wanted the black one. But I was like, dude, you have a thousand black right. T-shirts. Buy the red one. And sure enough, I bought the red one and I wore it. And, I, and then all day when I wore it, I was like, dude, I feel different. Yeah, look at Stansberry Look at Stansbury. They say the number one thing you should do, five easy appearance tweaks. The number one, though, is trim your sideburns. They say it's oh, the part yeah. of your haircut that grows out the fastest. When they start to look unruly, give them a quick trim for a decent cut look without a trip to the barber. Um, they say it only works once between haircuts. That if you have to trim it more than once, it's probably time to get your haircut. Now, again, this is where I'm lazy. Like I will go get my haircut and then I will wait forever to do it again because right. I'm like, ah, eh, I wake up at three thirty in the morning. Nobody sees me all day. And then I go home and I don't face the world. I just sit in my apartment, and avoid everybody like who cares? My hair can be long and it's a bad thing. Like I need to do a better job about that.
1: I, uh, I totally buy into the sideburns thing, too. I've had sideburns since the sixth grade. And it 100% is the thing that grows out the furthest. Like, I just cut my hair short because I was like, oh, it's spring, and I'm going to cut my hair short, and blah, 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 blah. And that was probably only, like, a week ago. And I can already feel, like, my sideburns poofing out and starting to look, like, a little bit, like, unruly, getting that Wolverine yeah. look to it. And, and and they're 100% right. And it it's, it's something that, like, it's the frame of your face. So, like, people are going to notice that. It,
0: yeah, absolutely. So I could see. And, dude, women... Are much more fashion oriented and like style oriented than a man ever will, even fashionable men. Women are just kind of like better about this. They just, I don't know if it's hardwired into their DNA or what it is, but they just seem to be better at it than we are. And they are noticing things about you that you just would never ever think about. And I think it's a lot of times where they're like, nope, you were pretty close, but you didn't exfoliate, so no access to the badge. I think, honestly, dude, they really do run on that harsh of a curve. Your next shot at $1,000, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I
3: have got to get in on this. Rock
0: 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We'll pass out that $1,000 here momentarily. Also, if you missed anything yesterday, podcast at WRQK.com. New Tour Tuesday was pretty good. Pledge you three in a row that weren't so bad there. That Joe Nichols, Billy Graham's Bible wasn't the best, but that new Kid Cudi was pretty good. And uh, also, uh, that new Nothing More I thought was great. So much so that I'm wearing the shirt today. Actually. I saw this, and I was convinced that this was going to be a story out of the United States of America, and it's not. I thought for sure that when I, that, that when I read the headline, I was like, this is America. This All is right. just who we are. It's, who we, it's what we do. But it's not. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Fantone is a zoo member of both the Akron and Cleveland zoos. I like to pride myself as a zoo enthusiast. You uh, you love the zoo. I do. And so this is one of those stories I wanted to talk to you about because I got to imagine you hate this. Okay. But a 12-year-old female kangaroo died at a zoo. This was uh, in China. Okay. Because apparently a group of tourists, people who were at zoo visitors is what we'll call them. Right. Okay. Wanted to see the kangaroo hop around, jump and hop. So in order to get the the animal in action, they threw rocks at it. Jeez. And the kangaroo died. The local newspaper described the zookeeper's shock at finding the kangaroo with a nearly severed foot, which I would imagine would then cause then the kangaroo to bleed out. Correct. I'm assuming as how it lost its life there. But dude, you're throwing so many rocks at a live animal that you kill it. And just because you wanted to watch it hop, I thought for sure, this sounds like an American thing because we're just like ignorant like that. I didn't realize. I mean, obviously, I know there's morons in every country. Like, I get that, right? But it just—it seems to me like I, I just wouldn't have thought this would have been China. I think this is
1: this is this is like the vacation mode mind. Whether it's in China or Australia or America, wherever it is, there's that little bit of like, well, I'm at an event. Whether it's you know, hey, I took my family on vacation and doing something, or or, and you think the entire world is going to start bowing to you and it's because well I spent money to come here the animal should act the way that I expect it to act or like why can't you know what I'm saying like like I, I think people have that once they start getting into that mindset of like hey it's vacation uh, you that's know, right I'm invincible and everything should should bow we to should me smoke cigarettes right everything should yeah. bow to me and we all have that mindset so I'm not necessarily surprised to find out especially I mean like and I, I, I don't know this could be the most reputable zoo in China or this could be like a sketchy ass Zoo in China, um, so I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that this happened. Sad.
0: sad, it's sad. But like, I don't understand. Like, I just don't get mistreating of animals. Like, I don't get it.
1: You don't get mistreating of animals in certain situations, but like when
0: you eat meat, right? Yeah. Okay. Again, there's a difference. There is. I know people want to make it that there's not one, but there is. Like, I have thumbs, dude. Right? So I'm at the top of the food chain. I agree. Right. So I get to eat stuff. Now, there's that billboard, where's the line, where are you deciding they give you all the animals, and I right. always say, well, right where that cow is is where, is where I'm deciding. So,
1: so, so, chicken's okay to go through suffering because you're going to eat chicken nuggets, kangaroo not okay to go through suffering because you don't want to eat it? I
0: think there's yeah, I think there's a very big difference in, in the fact that, yes, dying is suffering, but ultimately you're doing it so the rest of us can stay alive. So I'm all right with that. An animal suffering for your pure pleasure of just because you want to see it hop or because you think it's cool to throw things at it is completely different.
1: At the end of the day, to me, like... Nourishment is different. But you don't need to eat that. You don't have to. There's plenty of people who don't eat meat and live live their lives and...
0: Uh, Well, do they? I mean, most of those people then need to take other supplements or other things that their body's not getting from the meat. But
1: but that's available to them. You
0: don't have to. Well, you don't have to do it, no, but... I, uh, there's a very big difference in, in killing something for the nutrition aspects of it and to keep me alive versus I'm just going to go throw rocks at this thing that we keep locked up. Ultimately, dude, at the end of the day, I think zoos are kind of mean. I do. I think it's kind of mean. It's like, dude, that thing doesn't want to be there. They don't want to be locked up in that small ass area. They want to be running. Does your pet feel the same way? Um, you could make the argument that my pet has a better life in my house versus like the way it would have to, w- than a dog would have living on the street. You could not make the argument to me that a kangaroo has a better life in a zoo than it does like running around.
1: I don't know. I think a dog living out in the woods could have a better life than than, than living in your house. Like a dog just doing dog things out in the world. I feel like that could be a good life.
0: I feel like it, I, by, by dog to dog. Yes, there's too many. To, to me,
1: at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like we do have thumbs and we are the species on top of it all so like i don't have a problem with like zoos i don't have a problem with 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 animals being used for humans uh, purposes like that like we are the top of the food chain we're here to do that like i agree i, I, I i'm i'm okay with that like I, I really am i think a lot of people get caught up in this you know well Idealistic. this animals this animal's cute and this animal's one that i love and this animal's at the end of the day like i love my cats but like at the end of the day they're cats like right. that's
0: that's what they are now I don't think I could spend time with chickens, then kill said chickens and eat said chickens. There is a little bit of we do as meat eaters get lucky that it is separated and guys like Cameron Haynes, who is, uh, I believe now on the president's like hunting commission, um, will tell you that more people need to get involved in the killing of the meat that they eat and that you will make a connection with it and you respect the animal in a way that you don't right now and that um, you'll, you you'll have a feeling of the fact that it gave its life to give you life versus hey there's a 5 for 20 sticker on this buy them all and put them in the shopping you know what i mean and that i, I don't know if that's true or not i don't know if i have it in me i am my dad was a bow hunter. Right, And so there's something about the idea of learning to shoot a bow properly and get accurate with it that I want to do in my adult life. And that I think a target practice would be all right. I'm telling you, I think if I pull a bow back with an arrow in it and I'm staring down a deer, I think I'm too much of a puss to let that arrow go. I really do. I I can't believe I can say that about myself. But I really feel like I'm too much of a sissy to let that arrow go and kill that animal. I told this story once before. And as a kid, I grew up next to some water. I grew up in Aurora Shores. Right. And we had the channel next to us fell into the lake and we had geese in my yard all the time. My dad hated those damn things. All they did was crap and make noise and it was just constantly annoying. And in the wintertime, dude, like there's some snow on the ground and my buddies took like snow and then they like like balled up like huge snowballs, dipped them in the water, got them like ice, like hard rocks. And we're like, we're whipping these snowballs at geese. And, like, there I was in the midst of, like, four or five other boys, and I was like, I'm not doing it. And I felt, like, such... And I was ridiculed by my friends as being, like... And, again, it was the 80s, so you were allowed to use words like, What are you, queer? Like, you were allowed to do that back then. And so, like, that's what was happening. But I was like, no, dude, I just don't want to hurt something. Like, I don't want to do that. But, yes, hypocritically, I will go home and eat beef today. I know it's it's a flimsy line, but I just... Hurting an animal on purpose, where I'm not going to get any benefit out of it other than the fact that that animal is hurt, I feel like, yeah, dude, you're probably going to end up as a homicidal killer at that point. Your shot at $1,000 is right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200, 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's
3: bank to 200, 200. Rock 1069.
0: 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Missed anything yesterday. Make sure you podcast it right there. I um I like you have noticed that one of the stories taking over news sites for the last few months has been guns in schools. School shootings. Right. Oh, I didn't even know that was a story. I didn't even know. It's been a thing. Okay. Okay, it's been a All thing. All right. Okay. But there are other problems in hallways of high schools, obviously, than that. And sometimes when actual like emergency-type issues come on, that we stop focusing on what would normally be considered to be a like little problem. Okay. But there is a problem that's wreaking havoc across high schools across the country, and it's getting harder and harder to crack down on because you're able to hide it more and more. This is vaping in school. Now, when I was growing up, cigarettes stunk. So you knew. If a teacher walked into the bathroom, as a matter of fact, the 400 hallway was the famous smoking bathroom hallway at R.B. Chamberlain High School. If a teacher walked in there, he could smell cigarette smoke. You could dump it in the toilet and flush it all you want. You were caught, you were busted. Okay? Now, vape clouds can be big, but a lot of times, unless you see the cloud, that stuff smells like strawberries or unicorn poop is one of the flavors and like that kind of thing, right? So you don't necessarily know people were smoking cigarettes.
1: I saw somebody share this online and they were talking about how like, you know, you'll be somewhere and you'll smell cinnamon rolls and you'll be like, oh my God, somebody brought cinnamon rolls to work. And then you turn the corner and there's Brad with his vape pen just sucking that thing down. Exactly right. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. And, but there are multiple kinds of these things. The vaping, right? Right. There's the big box with the silver dildo coming yeah. out of the top of it with the, the the thing with the machine in it that gives you the exact pressure and everything else.
1: That one's serious, dude. Once you get into, like, you need a transformer on it, dude, that one's serious.
0: Those are, like, big clouds. Okay. And there's, like, more stuff that looks more like a pen. Yeah. And it's, like, the clouds aren't as intense. I guess what kids are doing now, and we shouldn't be surprised by this, is that they are now selling vape pens that look like a removable USB like storage device that you put in the side of a computer. Okay. Now, kids need those in school, because a lot of times your homework is on those. So if you stop a kid in the hallway and it looks like he's got a removable storage device, you're like, oh, okay, that's his English lit paper. We're good. I bet you that's less...
1: Relevant now than it used to be, like removable storage. I mean, everything's uploadable. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, I I see your point there, but like, I I I bet you on a day to day basis, vast majority of students have no no reason to have that
0: with them. I don't know. I wonder, but it's at least a reasonable thing for a kid to have in school, right? It's not a knife. It's not this. It's not a pipe. It's not this, right? And what's happening is, is that kids then are getting away with it and they're smoking in bathrooms or in hallways or whatever where people aren't paying attention. Now, the reason why I thought that this was interesting is, is that this gets really convoluted when you start adding in the marijuana pen. For those of you that don't know, there has been... Massive improvements in the way to smoke marijuana type products in your life.
1: If you haven't smoked weed in ten plus years, different world, homie. Different dude, world. The landscape changed. Different. It's changed. The it's, game has changed. It's
0: different. Like weed's not even green. Like <laughs> dude, that like things are different, right?
1: Yeah. I, sometimes I forget about that. That people don't have that in their life, haven't had it in their life, dude. I haven't smoked weed since nineteen ninety four, and it's like, well, dude, yeah. I'm, let me tell you, it's 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 different now,
0: and. So what I'm telling you is, is I don't think all these kids are vaping in school. These kids are getting high in school is what's happening. Right. They're getting high in the middle of the day at school. Right. And I don't think the average American out there realizes how many times they encounter somebody they think is vaping a cigarette and is getting high at the table. Like the amount of times I'm in a restaurant. And they will allow vaping to go on, and I'm just looking over there, and I know the difference, so I'm kind of looking over at the table, and then I'm looking over at that family of four, like, dude, do you not know that dude's ripping weed down right here?
1: I don't know what the law is with that because it's not smoking but if you're a business dude you should not be letting people vape in your store. If you're a restaurant in my opinion I think that's a bad look. I do.
0: I, ultimately dude especially when those clouds are really big like that it just it's it bad. looks it looks trashy in my opinion.
1: Maybe if you're a bar and you can get around the smoking yeah, and you're allowing people it. to vape but like if you're a restaurant or any other kind of establishment eh, it's not a good look to me.
0: I just don't think people understand how many people are getting high right in front of you without realizing it anymore. Marijuana yeah. doesn't stink like Get used to um, it. Just doesn't like there's ways well, to do it without sense. Nah. Cer-
1: certainly not if you if you're if you're vaporizing and not vaporizing flour, but if you're doing like shatter, or you're doing you know dabs or whatever, or cartridges, or, or the million different ways that they extract THC out of bud. Now, um, you can totally totally rip one of those pens in front of people, and they will have zero clue unless it's because it doesn't smell like weed. It kind of smells like weed, but it doesn't smell like weed. It smells. <laughs> Almost like a vape pen, like where you'd be like, oh, what is that? What is that? Unicorn
0: poop? What is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just has a kind of like a sweetness to it. But people are mentioning in Dave Chappelle's last stand up special. He was ripping that pen. Yeah, that's Dave Chappelle was using. Honestly, I think it's the most famous brand ever. G pen is what those are called. They're very little. It'll fit. Honestly, a G pen will fit in the coin pocket of your jeans. That's how small those things can be. And I think the average person just thinks people are smoking like nicotine and they're not. They're getting high. And if I was, the, if it, dude, if I was the marijuana industry, that's the way I'd be selling this. Right. I'd be pushing it all on this, be on the fact of, like, People are already getting high in public, and you don't even know, dummy. Right. So all this stuff that you're so afraid is going to happen with the, with the reefer madness, it's already here. You're just too dumb to realize it, and it's happening at the table next to you. And if I was the marijuana industry, I would be pushing it that way.
1: Whenever I go into places, I'm always like looking around, and I'm like, who's the highest person in here? Like, somebody in here is high. Who's the highest person in this establishment right now?
0: So a business owner in Canton, Ohio. Yeah. And until he, unless he was willing to let me tell you who it is, I'm not going to tell you until he gets, but he just wrote in and says, dude, I'm listening right now. I do not let people vape inside my store. If they need to vape, they go outside. Not even my employees who work for me are allowed to vape inside the shop. That stuff is crazy. That is not from an uptight Type of business. Okay. That is a very loose business. Loosey
1: goosey, okay.
0: That's a it's a well not I don't know about his particular business. It's a loose industry. Okay. okay. It's a loose industry. Okay. Okay. And still that's his take on it. He says he doesn't mind. That's Rob from Heritage Tattoo. Okay. Is like, dude, look, I don't want that in my shop. Okay. And so that kind of tells you, dude. You're a restaurant, but that makes all the sense in the world. You are in a tattoo establishment, dude. I do
1: not. I don't want people vaping. You know what I'm saying, like, dude. You've got an open wound that a guy is shoving needles into. I don't want. I don't want that, dude. That's Rob. Thank you, dude. (laughs) Thank you.
0: That's a good decision. I don't know much about tattooing. I know. I mean, I know a bunch of people who own shops, run shops, obviously, but I've never been tattooed, so I don't really know. But yeah, I guess. I mean, that makes all sense in the world to me. But if I'm the marijuana industry, this is what I'm doing. I'm pushing this. Look, it's marijuana without the stench. Yeah, it's marijuana without the stench. Yeah. It's a, it's a, which is the biggest problem with weed is how it smells. It's a different high
1: too. It is like it it is. Like it we doesn't said, last as long. Like we said at the beginning of all this, it's
0: a different world nowadays. Like it a lot really of different is. ways to get stoned. Absolutely. So that's what I would worry about with my kids in high school, though, is that I don't think they're vaping. I think they're getting high in the middle of the day. And again, people are doing it in these restaurants, you think they're smoking cigarettes, and you're you're the same kind of person who looks down your nose at dirty drug addicts, and it's like these people are getting high right next to you, and you have no clue, none, whatsoever. So this thing you're afraid of isn't really anything to be fearful of. More Stan'sbury Show, next on Rock 106.9.
3: The Stan'sbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This
2: is a dream come true.
3: Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. on Rock 106.9. I uh, I forgot to do this earlier this morning, and I don't want to walk out of the studio without having done it. Um, okay. Yesterday, there were some serious problems in this room with uh, some technology and the like. Yeah. And uh, our engineering department got on that yesterday, and everything in here is back to like pristine condition. Working very well this morning. Absolutely zero problems on that. Uh, so if he's running around the building, I don't know if they have a sound in the overhead in the building today. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. Dude.
0: <laughs> but if, uh, if you're able, uh, if you're listening, dude, thank you very much for taking care of that problem for me. I appreciate it. Uh, your Cavs play tonight, buddy. 2-2 yeah, the series is. Back to Cleveland it comes. Yeah. Now, I know sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. Given the fact that the series is tied at two beast. Are you staying up tonight to watch the Cavaliers?
1: I am staying up tonight, but I am not doing it to watch the Cavaliers. Uh, the the grind continues. I uh, I will be bartending tonight. Oh, that moonshine! Yeah, bar. the moonshine bar. I will be behind the uh, behind the bar right there. So luckily, I mean, there are TDs right next door, so I'll be able to run over and go check say, it you'll out. You'll be able to see it, right? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm 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 fingers crossed on the Cavaliers tonight. I uh, I know Kevin Love has came out and talked about how he needs to produce better, and he certainly does. Agreed. Um But I think the home court's going to give him the uh, the push they need. So I've I've, I've feel confident
0: about it tonight let me take one quick look here I want to see if I can get a line on today's game they got to be favorites um, I'm not seeing it right here I'm sorry yes Cleveland minus six I don't I don't know. I'll, thi- pro- I'll probably bet it.
1: I was going to say, dude, this is not a safe betting series. It's just not. would not. I, I, it just hasn't been. I mean, there's plenty of times you can look at a game and say, okay, that's going to fall within six. I, I would not feel confident about that. Six
0: feels like a lot for yeah, this series so far. I wouldn't far. feel confident about Feels like it. a lot for this series so far, but I, I probably will bet it, so I have a reason to like watch it. I will do that a lot. Um, new Philly. I'm going to be in your hood today. Okay. Hey, a, filthy uh, coming down there. a member of sales asked me if I was uh, if I was able to have a lunch meeting today um, at a place called Mama C's down there. All right. And I've never been, so I was like, Yes, it's food. It's an yeah. Italian like restaurant. It's food and your boy likes that. And so Mama I, C right there. Yeah, she asked me. She's like, Are you able to go down there for a meeting today? I was like, Yeah, why not? Let's go. All right. So I'll be down in New Philly. Right. We're uh, making where, the trip. Where do my where my dad's family hails from? Well, dude,
1: you know, maybe Stansbury finds a new life down there. Who knows?
0: I don't know about new life. I don't know. There, I think we're finding a lot about down, down there <laughs> if you if you never mind. never mind. Never mind. Never mind. And that's the end of the podcast. If you missed the opening of the show, maybe you'll
1: pick up on Start that. adding things together.
0: Well, one and two makes five. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a, it's
0: a little weird. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will get you hooked up with thousand dollar 1010 this morning. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great day. See you.
1: The
3: Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.